guys welcome back to the podcast <laughs> hey guys welcome back it's been a minute it has been a minute we are in 2020 now new year same podcast same <laughs> podcast <laughs> um this is bailey here and this is sarah we do this we say our names just because our voices are so similar yeah people ask we, we me, don't like, know if it helps People, like, I had a couple people ask me, why do you guys introduce yourself every single podcast? Like, we know who you are, but it's because we, our voices are so similar that we want you to maybe Be able understand to distinguish us talking. Yeah. Yeah. There we have it. So, so today um, on our menu, we are diving a little deeper in the topic we kind of touched in on last episode about... Uh, attachment styles and the different kinds. Um, we both, I originally brought this book to Bailey and we both became obsessed. It's mm-hmm. called Attached um, by Rachel Heller and Amir Levine. <laughs> but it's just basically all about the attachment styles and kind of like the psychology behind it. Um, and we're obsessed because we yeah. are both definitely on the spectrum of the yes. negative attachment styles. <laughs> And so I we think can this, relate. I think this is going to help so many people too because I never knew anything about attachment styles or mm-hmm. anything um, having to do with this book before I read it. But now I just think it's so interesting and I think it would be interesting to have other people know about it and learn what their attachment styles are and going forward in their own personal relationships or um, the one that they're currently in. I think that this will help a lot. Yeah. It's so. it's really crazy to learn or to like recognize the things that you might be doing that are because of your attachment style. Like there were so many things in the book where it would say very specific uh, traits yes. or things that you would do or actions or things you would say. And I'm like, I literally do that exact same thing. <laughs> no, me too. Me too. Yeah, 100%. so it's crazy. But it's good to know because then you can kind of like when you're doing them, you know, like that's unhealthy. Right. It's, you know, what what am I actually feeling that's making me do this? Right. So why don't you tell me about your attachment style? So should we start with that? Okay. I first, I think I'll just like tell everybody what the different ones are and then I can like talk about each individual one and then we can say what we are personally. Uh Okay. So pretty much I'll break it down for us. There's three different attachment styles, secure, anxious, and avoidant. And that's pretty much what the entire book talks about. There's like a fourth one too, but it doesn't, it addresses that one. Not that much. So we're going to talk about this. I didn't even know there was a fourth one there. Well, yeah, there's a fourth one that they talk about in the book. And then when I was like researching and looking up different things. There's a fourth, uh-huh. there can be a fourth one as well. It was called oh, something else. What is but it? There was, so there's secure, anxious, and avoidant. And then there's a combination of anxious and avoidant for the fourth one. And then there's also oh. disorganized. But they didn't, they didn't talk about that one in the book that we read. So we're just going to talk about the three main ones. And then we're going to tell you guys what ones we are as well. Because in the <laughs> book it has you kind of take a test, even though I could 100% identify which one I was without even taking the test. So, okay. So the first one is secure attachment. This stems from a healthy relationship from both parents at a young age. Um, these, these people, the people that do have secure attachment styles, they tend to be the most satisfied in a relationship. They're comfortable with intimacy, trusting, not smothering, honest, supportive, and intimate. 
They know how to articulate their feelings and communicate well. They're good in a conflict. They tend to accept problems and effectively work on them, and they don't play games or manipulate. So that's the goal. That's the ultimate goal of what everyone mm-hmm. should want to be. Anxious attachment. <laughs> Anxious attachment. Um, you constantly are worried about being too much or too little for who you're dating. You take everything super personal. You place high hopes in your partner. You tend to get attached to partner's potential and not necessarily who they are as a person and what they bring to the relationship. They can play games by not answering texts and trying to get back at one another. They act out severely when things go bad. They can be jealous They tend to, and they tend to attract the avoidant attachment style, which rarely works out because these two are pretty much polar opposites. Mm-hmm. And then third is the avoidant attachment. They keep everyone at a distance, even when they're in a long-term relationship. They don't want to get too close for fear of rejection first. When things are going good, they have sudden urges to break them off. They tend to emotionally distance themselves from their partners, which then comes off as them being only focused on themselves. They tend to have severe mood swings, either one way or another, super good or super bad. They're at a constant struggle with themselves of being too close or too distant Um, They struggle with expressing emotions and feelings, and they can be defined, in quote, as the same person that they want to go to for safety in a relationship is the same person that they're scared to get too close to. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I know people who are all three. Um, And then I was just doing a little bit of research, and I had, I know we both kind of had a quote that we wanted to share or a little piece of information that we thought would be um, good for other people to listen to. So... Humans are creatures of habit and sometimes repeat behaviors to make up for the falls of their previous ones. In psychology, this is called repetition compulsion, and it essentially means you're trying to fix the past by pursuing similar situations or people who once hurt you. Anxiously attached people do this by pursuing avoidant attached people. The avoidant one of their of their pair then has someone who is constantly after them, even if they put in little effort, while the anxious person's fears of not being enough are constantly validated. Wow. Well, okay. I think what we didn't really mention that can be mentioned is that um, a lot of them not only has to do with your upbringing, but it's kind of like maybe things that you've been told in your life Mm -hmm. or things that you've told yourself. So like if you, like, I think I'm a really independent person and that kind of, I've always wanted to do things for myself. And I think that kind of stems from where I've become avoidant. Yeah. Um, so you be, you have like core beliefs about yourself and that's really hard to change. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this quote says, I think this is from the same article, but, uh, okay. We are run by stories and we don't know what kind of assumptions rule us until we pause and reflect. In therapy, we call these stories core beliefs, but I say we are run by stories. It could be upbringing, it could be a difficult experience or attachment that can lead to stories about us, such as, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm unlovable. Our stories place us anywhere on a wide spectrum of how we approach intimacy, but people can generally be divided into three categories for how they attach to others. Avoid it, anxious, and secure. So why don't we go ahead and tell them what we are? I'm going to go first. Okay. You want me to go first? I can go first. So I am anxious. I have an attain. Mm-hmm. I did this last time. <laughs> I I had the da da da. Okay, I have an. It's too many ands. I have an anxious attachment style. So I, yeah. I do lash out when things go bad. 
sometimes I play games. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm jealous. I don't know. I feel like I could be both because I am super comfortable with my feelings and I know how to articulate my feelings and communicate super well, which is something in a secure attachment. So mm-hmm. in that aspect of it, I think I do have some that are secure, but I am, and I don't know why I'm like this, but I am constantly worried about being too much or too little. It might be just how the, or what the other person brings out in me as well, but I feel like sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe I should calm down. I'm being too much of this or, yeah, uh-huh. you know, I'm, I'm not doing this. Maybe if I did this, it would make them think better about me. Or if I did this, maybe it would make us become closer. And that's not mm-hmm. who I truly am or um, anything like that. And then another thing is placing high hopes in their partner and like latching onto their potential. We both have talked oh about this gosh. before. Yeah. Because when you're not with someone all the time, I feel like you can think of or have ideas of what they are and what they bring to you in your head. And then in all actuality, mm-hmm. that's not who they really are. And when they show you your true colors, you're like, that's that's really not what they are. But you still, but I still, being anxious, have that attachment style where I want to believe that they're better than they actually are. So yeah, across the board, I'm I more anxious. I do the anxious. exact same thing. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do that. And um, there was a quote in the book about um, moving on from past relationships mm-hmm. and like how long it takes and why we get so attached to old like partners or old relationships yeah. and kind of go back to that. And I think a lot of it does stem from we create kind of like stories or mm-hmm. we view people in ways that they shouldn't be viewed, yeah. you know, through a lens of like how we want to see them. And I think we've talked about this before, but. Like, I remember in one of my past relationships, like, I kind of created all these, like, truths about a person Mm -hmm. based on the things that I thought he had, like, a good car, a nice job, like, all these things. And so I was like, he's hardworking, he's this and that. Mm -hmm. And then when his actions didn't match up, I still kind of just, like, believed what I had told myself. Because, well, of course, if he has this nice car and he makes this money, of course he's hardworking. Right. Or, Or whatever. And I think that goes into feelings, too, like... They may not have texted you in two months, but you're like, oh, they're probably thinking about me. Or they yeah. posted this one thing on yes. Instagram, so they're definitely, they posted this sad song, so they're, they're definitely <laughs> thinking, thinking about, about me. me. And when they text me, like, they have changed or whatever. Yeah. I do the same so. thing. And yeah. the important thing to remember with this attachment style is that they tend to attract the avoidant attachment style. And I feel Mm -hmm. like people in my past or people I've liked before are totally avoidant. Like, don't like expressing their feelings. Um, What's Mm -hmm. the other ones? They keep people at a distance. They have severe mood swings. Not that any of these are, like, good things, but I just feel like these two as a pair, like, bounce off of each other. Like, anxious wants the things that avoidance have, and avoidance want the things that anxious people have. Just like in the quote that I read, like one is always after chasing at at the other and vice versa, Uh you know, it's just like a toxic back and forth. Yeah. It, in the book, it talks about how, um, not only the, like they are attracted to each other because a, like the two relationship patterns couldn't really work on their own. Uh Like anxious people couldn't really be with another anxious person and like avoidance would just end up like dissolving the relationship because neither of them are putting in enough effort but it also like I um I think I bookmarked this part um yeah um 
these two scientists that I, or like psychologists that I cannot say their name, mm-hmm. but believe that these attachment styles actually complement each other in a way. Each reaffirms the other's beliefs about themselves and about the relationship. Mm-hmm. The avoidance defensive self-perception that they are strong and independent is confirmed, as is the belief that others want to pull them into more closeness, closeness than they are comfortable with. The anxious type finds that their perception of wanting more intimacy than their partner can provide is confirmed, as is their anticipation of ultimately being let down by significant others. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're constantly in a cycle of just like re- like going back and like back and reaffirming forth, your attachment style. Yeah, which is so unhealthy. And I, I do think it's important to know that it does say in the book that no matter what you are as an attachment style, it can work out with if you're anxious, mm-hmm. it can work out with an avoidant and it can work out with secure. I'm sure it could work out with another anxious person too, if you really wanted it to. And it says, you know, yeah. everything, everything in relationships take time and they take effort and it takes work. So if you really want to be with someone, I do think it could work, but it's just kind of giving like the foundation of what works the best and the best is being mm-hmm. secure because you're less likely to get in arguments. You're less likely to, you know, have that toxic relationship that's really what I feel like it is not that secure each person is like like bringing out the worst right like that's the worst for an anxious person is to have someone pull away Mm -hmm. and for someone that's avoidant the worst thing is to have someone that's like clingy right constantly doing that so yeah and it does say too even if you are with if if you're secure and you're with someone else who is secure that doesn't mean that you're never going to get in a fight or you're never going to disagree obviously every relationship has its problems but it is best if you could get to a secure attachment style because then you're not depending on someone else or you're not relying on someone else. You're fully secure in who you are and what you bring to the relationship and you mm-hmm. know and you think that the other person should be doing the same. Like they should know who they are. They should know what they bring to the table and yeah. it should just kind of be a match. So yeah. did you say what you were? You didn't say what you are. No, I didn't. No. Um, I'm kind of a mixture of both. I'm definitely an avoidant mm-hmm. at heart, but I definitely have some of the anxious um, traits as well. And secure. I think you have secure too. Yeah. Yeah. I think you do too, though. I think everybody, I think everybody should have a few secure. Like, <laughs> if you, you know don't. I mean? If you have nothing, you should <laughs> a little go scary. to therapy. But <laughs> Yeah. Um, but like I said, I think it be- comes from me, A, kind of always I've always put relationships at a distance I've never really I felt like I've never really been heartbroken and a lot of that is because I don't put myself out there Mm -hmm. like I don't put myself in a place to be that emotionally like vulnerable and um and I think I'm like really scared like I what am I speaking (laughs) I'm really scared of like losing my independence and I think a lot of that like goes from being avoidant as well so I pull away a lot or Mm -hmm. You know, I don't really like to talk about my feelings, but I'm working on it. It's, you know, a work in progress. Yeah. I think our 2020 vision is that we both will be secure. Yeah. <laughs> but this has been really, like, a good book to read, I feel like. Even if you aren't in a relationship, it's good to try to become, I think you mentioned this, try to become secure on your own. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's a, and then if you're dating someone that's secure and you might still be anxious, they can kind of guide you mm-hmm. to become secure. Yeah. So it's really just like best, no matter what, to go for a secure person. And it literally gives you like a guideline of like if you're going on a first date, here's some questions to ask yourself after to figure out if you think what their attachment style is. Yeah. Like it takes it seriously, you know what I mean? Like it's a lot of extra work to get into a relationship with. It does say too at the end of the book, like the goal of the book is to help you become a secure attachment style. It takes work from both people involved, but it is more helpful to become secure first on your own rather than try and fix things because Mm -hmm. even if you do try, someone might be more into it than another. One person might be like, this is how I am. Like I'm an avoidant, accept me or not. Instead of trying to both join in to be secure. And for me, Mm -hmm. I feel like I have always been anxious. I've always kind of had that in relationships. And I have liked someone who is an avoidant. And I've also liked someone who is secure. And neither one really worked for me. So even though I was with someone who is secure, I feel like I wasn't getting, I guess the attention is the word I would say. I don't, Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like that kind of sounds bad, but this person who was secure was just so trusting and I would be like out at the club at 2 a.m. like whipping my hair around and I'm like they're just at home sleeping soundly like they fully trust me as they should but sometimes as an anxious person as bad as it sounds you want that sense of Mm -hmm. you know what the avoidant has like what are you doing blah 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 blah. like you know the back and forth Mm -hmm. toxic traits and I feel like neither one is good so for me I feel like I have to become secure on my own because that's the only way it's going to work yeah especially for for an anxious person I feel like because Mm -hmm. you could be around someone who is secure but for an anxious person they want that type of attention they want that reassurance because they tend to come off as a little more needy or clingy or things like that Mm -hmm. and so for me and I feel like I'm on a good start And I do think it depends on the person, but I think it's the best to become secure on your own because that's not, you don't really want that. Like at the end of the day, when I think about it, I want someone who is super trusting and I can do whatever I want because I don't want someone who is like, where are you at? What are you doing? What time are you coming home? That's not what you want at the end of the day. It might seem like it because that's, you know, how your traits are and you like to play games and you like that vicious cycle. But at the end of the day, that's not what's going to make you ultimately the happiest so yeah it talks about that in the book too and we mentioned this before Mm -hmm. but how um sometimes if you are an anxious or you are an avoidant once you start dating someone Mm -hmm. who's a secure you might think like oh this is kind of boring yeah like it might seem boring at first but it's just because what you're used to is all the drama and all the games and in the end it'll serve you best and you'll be happiest in that relationship Mm -hmm. but it might take adjusting but that's why if you're secure on your own Mm -hmm. I think you'll find it less boring because you'll be a little more like you know yeah into the secureness (laughs) and I think you know as I've been going forward I feel like the best is when you're just at peace and you're happy and you're not Mm -hmm. worried and you're not upset and you're just genuinely happy yeah I feel that I don't know sometimes I do think I don't know sometimes the drama is kind of fun yeah it's fun but I I feel like it was fun (laughs) when I was 17 it's not fun now 
you know? I think it comes with maturity, too. Yeah. Like, being okay with just, like, a peaceful situation. I mean, there's always going to be some sort of drama in the future, I'm sure. Yeah. But... I don't know. I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, it's fun to, like, have someone fight for you or chase after you or whatever. Like, those feelings Uh feel good. But also, the games, you know, if it's super back and forth. Yeah, it's exhausting. It's it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Love it. Wow. Okay. Well, um, do we want to dive into the dates that you had recently? Yes. I want to share this one last thing because this is just at the very end of the book. And it says, Uh the most important takeaway from this book is that relationships shouldn't be taken by chance. You have to work on it. You have to fight for it. And you have to make sure it's what you really want. So I think that was good. And hopefully this book helps people out there because I do know people who are secure. I know people that are anxious. I know people that are Mm -hmm. avoidant. So I think that it would help people going forward, whether they're already in a relationship or they're single right now, and it would help them for relationships in the future. And Mm -hmm. uh, I think we already posted a picture on our Instagram of what the book is, but I'll post another one just in case people want to read it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even think I mentioned, like, the author's name or anything, but I'm sure we'll post it. Yeah, so we'll post it. If you follow us on Instagram, you'll see. Okay, on to my dates. <laughs> Story time. Okay, so where, what was the last thing? The last thing was I was going on a date with... I don't know, you had, like, everybody listed out, you had them, like... Picked their traits, like okay. guy number one, guy number two. Yeah, so I had so I w- had four guys at the moment. One mm-hmm. guy I found out had a girlfriend, so he's a no. That was guy number four. Mm-hmm. Guy number three was the singer for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> Will it yeah, biscuit? Okay, he, that he was a no. I I just told him like I just don't yeah. see anything. Okay. There's that. I just imagine what this guy looks like, and he's, like, on a motorcycle or something. <laughs> and, like, yeah. I feel like he's 40. He is. Wow. He's 38. Oh, okay. I'm glad we uh, bleeped his name out on the last one, but, okay. Yeah. And then, okay, so there was two, and I really liked the two. So, last mm-hmm. episode, I was getting ready to go out on the date with guy number one. Mm-hmm. I did like him, but we were so opposite. He was super mm-hmm. quiet. He had never even been to a club on the strip. Never been to a day club, never been to but a he lives club, in Vegas. and he lives in Vegas. He literally said, I try to avoid those people. And, like, I work there for a living. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like we are kind of different. He wasn't super into drinking, which I'm not, like, crazy about drinking, but I will, you know? And mm-hmm. um, it just, it was not, we just weren't the same. I could tell there was... Mm-hmm. A distance and he how, how did you tell that he wasn't into drinking like he said something like I don't drink yeah he or... said I don't drink often and like relationships kind of brought up he's only dated one girl and she lived on the farm across the street wow yeah small town vibes he's very nice but um uh-huh. I could just tell it wasn't a match and so mm-hmm he walked me out to my car. You just weren't vibing. You weren't vibing. But yeah. okay, so like at the end of the date, we were talking about cars or whatever, and I said, honestly, I should own a crappy car because I hit things all the time. I run into things. Mm-hmm. I have dents in my car. I had to get it fixed five times last year because I hit poles and stuff. And he was like, oh, well, I'll walk you out. I want to see your car. I want to see your dents. I don't, I'm not sure why he wanted to see them. <laughs> I, he probably just wanted to walk you to your yeah. car. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he walked me in my car. We were talking about it. And then I just wasn't in the kissing mood. I wasn't feeling it. And so... But you could tell he was into it. I wasn't sure at this point. So... Okay. I was like, thank you so much. This is my, like, with first dates, this is the worst part. It's 100%. so good to have a, a kiss on a good first date. But it's so anxious at the end of a bad first oh date when you're like, please, I don't want to kiss you. I know. So, I just wanted... I. I thanked him and I gave him a hug. I thought that was appropriate. Mm-hmm. I was like, thank you so yeah. much. And then I turned around and I go to get in my car, right? I open mm-hmm. my door and I still see like his body standing there. And so uh-huh. I look back and his eyes are closed. He's puckered up and his arms are reaching out for me. And I'm like mid getting in my car at this point. <laughs> I'm like, what's he going to do? Kiss the back of your head? I'm like oh my god what do I do I don't know what to do and I was just kind of made a noise like I was like oh (laughs) (laughs) like oh oh okay (laughs) and um he like opened one eye to see where I was and then proceeded to step forward and like gave me a peck wow that is the most uncomfortable thing I've ever heard. I felt... That reminds me of my very first kiss I ever had. Me too. In kindergarten. TBT. Middle school. <laughs> I I feel bad because he's a super nice guy, but I'm just like confused. I was super confused mm-hmm. is what it was. I... It was weird. I think I would have just kept walking in the car. <laughs> Shut my door. I felt bad and See I didn't ya. know what to do. And so that was... It was whatever. Like it was fine. Okay, but can I just mention, it's 2020, mm-hmm. we need to stop feeling bad. If you don't want to kiss the guy, don't kiss him. That's I know, what I think. but I just have a really good we're, heart. We're too nice. We're too nice. I, I feel the exact same way, but I'm done. There's no, You don't owe him anything, and you'll never see him again. Oh. Oh. I'm going to add this part in as well. So, okay. so I get in my car, I'm driving away before, like, this is nice too, but before I even mm-hmm. pull out of the parking lot, he already texts me, had a super great time, make sure you get home safe, text me when you get home safe, all of mm-hmm. that, which is nice. It's nice. So, yeah. um, that was that night. And then the next morning I have a text, a long text from him oh, and no. it says, hi, good That's morning. I saw, I know I, it, yeah, 7 a.m. Hi, um, good morning. I wanted to let you know I recently started listening to your podcast. <laughs> God help us. Um, and he was like, I have only listened to the first three episodes, but... <laughs> the first three? <laughs> only listened wow. to the first three, but... I don't want to continue listening because I really like you. I have strong feelings for you and I want to genuinely get to know who oh you gosh. are as a person before I like get to know who you are through the podcast. And first of all, too soon. Too soon. Way too soon. Mm-hmm. One date and you say I have strong feelings for you? Yeah. I would put them on block. That's not okay. That makes me so uncomfortable. And second of all, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have a second of all. So but. I kind of just told him, 
like I want to be honest I don't really think that Mm -hmm. we're a match I don't really see anything in the future you were super nice and I really appreciate you buying my dinner and everything like that but I just don't think that it's gonna go anywhere I don't see it and he was like okay Mm -hmm. that's fine if you think that I mean he obviously didn't feel the same but he was nice about it and then that was it and then we never talked again He's probably listening to this episode as we speak. <laughs> Poor Kai. But that's okay. It was fine. It was, trial and error didn't work out. Next guy. Uh-huh. So next guy, um, this guy works at the same place that my grandma works. Remember, he's the Vegas Golden Knights uh-huh. guy. And um, uh, he, off, off the bat, I feel like he wanted me to hang out on certain days and I couldn't it was the holidays you know it was right before Christmas Mm -hmm. and I couldn't necessarily hang out on the specific dates and times that he wanted to I don't know if it was just his sense of humor but I don't think he liked that like he wanted me to be more available Mm. so he was kind of being a little sarcastic about that whatever so then we ended up hanging out he wanted to go he suggested North Italia which is my favorite restaurant by the way so I was like okay this is good So we went there and I had dinner with my family already so we were just meeting up for drinks I had family in town so so we met up for drinks and it was actually really good like I liked our conversation I liked everything about it we left on a good note we didn't kiss or anything Mm -hmm. but we left on a good note I felt great about it um he texted me again right away after the date let me know when you get home I had a great time I felt so good about it Mm -hmm. so then he asked me to hang out like a couple days later on a Friday and I was like oh I can't I I was doing something I don't remember but he's like let's hang out blah 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 and he was like also Monday if you're free I have tickets to the game and I was like cool thinking that meant him and I going to the game right so he asked me to hang out Friday and then he said the game's Monday couldn't hang out Friday but Monday I was gonna go to the game so and I love a game I love a game too I love that I love that yeah I loved everything about it so then it was like Thursday night and he was like hey what's your email I'm gonna send you the tickets And I was like thinking in my head, why would he send me the tickets when we're going to go together? And I was like, oh, can't we just walk in together and like have them be on your phone? And he was like, oh no, like bring whoever you want. I have to work when there's a game. And I was like, oh, so we're not going to the game together? And he was like, no, like bring a friend, whatever. So, I mean, a nice gesture, but I think, like, you would automatically assume that you're going with him. Right, right. That, like, that is what I assumed. Like, you've been on one date. Right. It's not like you're... So, I thought that was yeah. super nice still, but then I was like, oh, I'm probably not going to get to see him then, because I couldn't hang out on Friday, and then I thought Monday we were going to do the game together, but I mm-hmm. was going to bring someone else. So, then Friday comes, and my aunt... So, I had told my family about this guy because my grandma knows him, obviously, because they work at the same place. Mm-hmm. So, I had told my mom and my aunt about him a little bit. We, like, have each other on Instagram. So, I was showing my family pictures or whatever of his Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so, I get a text on Friday night and my aunt was like, isn't this the guy that you were on a date with? And he was... Li- she sent you a picture? She sent you a picture. Literally, he's on a date with another girl at North Italia. So I'm like, this is this guy's move. He takes every girl here. And I I mean, it's, it was fine. I wasn't like super upset because Mm -hmm. I met him on Hinge. Obviously people are talking to more than one person, whatever. Right. 
but it was a little weird. And my It's weird to go to the same place. The same restaurant. And he was taking her because I couldn't hang out on Friday. He had asked me to hang out Friday and I couldn't and so yeah. now he's taking her. So my aunt was like <laughs> sending me a couple pictures and they were literally sitting at the table right next to them. So she was like, I was kind of hearing their conversation and not to like bash this girl or anything, but I guess she was being super loud and swearing and saying, you know, just like saying the F word all the time and like being weird, oh, you like know? That. And my aunt yeah. was like, I could tell that it was their first date too. It's not like they knew each other and were comfortable. It was their first date because they were asking each other, you know, personal questions about themselves. Like, what do you do for work? You know, what area do you mm-hmm. live in? So it's not like they knew each other before. And so my aunt was just like, it just kind of seemed weird. Like she was the total opposite of what I am. So that was that. Mm -hmm. So then I go to the game on Monday night. I see him. Can I just say a side note with like swearing? I don't really like swear that often and I don't care if people do. But I think it's the most like Uh off-putting and like immature thing to swear like when you're first getting to know someone a hundred percent like I've had guys like hit on me or like come ask for my number or like something like that and they'll say like literally like the f word or something in that conversation and I'm like yeah I hate that like what yeah I just think that's so disrespectful for girls or guys like I would never be like oh that like I don't even know right. you know what I mean okay continue and she, my aunt now. said that she was like saying some inappropriate sexual things and I'm like wow like first date you know crazy yeah so Monday night comes around and I'm at the game and then I see him and he was like hey I'm in section blah blah if you want to come see me so I went over and I saw him talked to him like everything was fine everything seemed normal Uh and he was like you owe me a date because you ditched me on Friday and I wanted to say something but I didn't and I was like, okay. And he was like, I'm going back. You got your date. He was like, I'm going Stop back home me. for the holidays. This was Christmas Eve. So he was like, I'm going back home tomorrow on Christmas Day and I'll be there for a while. And he was like, but I'll be back like right before New Year's. And he was like, we have to go out. And I was like, okay, of course. Yeah. That was the last time I talked to him. So I didn't text him after that because he said he would let me know when he got back in town, you know? So then on New Year's, Mm -hmm. I'm out with a couple of my friends and I see on Instagram, he is with that girl, like posting pictures with her. And that's like the girl he's talking to now. The girl that was cussing up a storm and saying sexual things on day one. I think that just goes to show he was not the guy for you. That's his type. I agree. But I wasn't like super heartbroken because we went on one date and right. I mean, if that's what he wants, that girl was total opposite of me. So I'm sure it worked yeah. out. But I was just like, wow, interesting. And I knew what the girl looked like because my aunt was literally live streaming on her phone on their date so I could see everything. <laughs> I'm kidding, oh not actually. Gosh. But yeah. So I, love your family. I went from four to zero in about two weeks. Yeah. It's okay though. And what's the status now? Do we have any other dates coming up? No. Mm-hmm. I'm not even on Hinge anymore. Mm-hmm. Bummer. Yeah, I don't need it. Yeah. Okay, well, I love that. I love that little adventure to start off 2020. Yeah. Me too. I think it's a... It was fun. A good start. Yeah. Thanks for the life update. And hopefully this episode turns out crystal clear and we don't have any technical issues again because Lord knows 
not going to be able to do it. Yes. And I feel like we have um, some fun things planned for us for our mm-hmm. podcast. Like we want to do more fun things throughout this year. Yeah, we really want to do a lot more this year. I feel like I want to make, at least for me personally, I want to make the podcast a little bit more of a priority, put a little more effort and time into it. Yeah. And um, we're always open to like suggestions or topics because um, really anything is on the table, so... If you guys have anything you want to have here or mm-hmm. have us talk about, yeah, let us know. let us know. Or any interesting books. I'm trying to read more books, so Me send too. them my way. Same. Try to read a book a month. So. Okay. Love that. I'll join you in that because I want to read more books too. But I feel like we, it's hard because we're apart, but we want to do more fun things like video wise because mm-hmm. we've had a lot of requests that people want to see our face because we have apparently mm-hmm. funny faces or funny facial expressions when we talk. <laughs> so we're yeah. going to maybe work on something with that and just, yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's pretty much all we have for this episode. Love it. Well, thanks for listening. Talk to you and soon. We will talk to you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye.